1: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. I am the host, The Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, the subject tonight is James Bond 007, Agent Under Fire versus Knight. Fire. You know I've just been kind of the role of James Bond lately, haven't I? Everybody, you, you know me very well. For those of you who know me very well, you all know that I'm a huge fan of James Bond overall. I love the films, I love the mu, mo- uh, I love the games. Excuse me. You know, if I could connect, l- collect any James Bond memorabilia or merchandise, I would. The only thing that's stopping me is you know the, is a the lack is a lack of uh, the lack of money. But I'm a James Bond fanatic and that's gonna be with that's been with me since I was six years old and that's gonna be with me until the day I die. You know James Bond Agent Under Fire was my first James Bond game to be played on the game system aside from the N- Nintendo 64 or the PlayStation. When I played, when I actually, when my dad gave me got bought me an Xbox when I was in fourth grade, one of the one of the three games I had was 007 Agent Under Fire, and you know what's interesting about Agent Under Fire Agent Under Fire came out in two thousand one, and then Fire came out in two thousand two, so EA Games really like you know. Wanted to to get everything out, yeah, but you know, get everything out, you know, at a steady pace. You know, from what I understand, you know, you know, uh, like when Nightfire came out, it it was actually a game that it was it was originally delayed because I think the the original plan. Was it was supposed to be a game based off one of the films? Rumor has it was it was supposed to be based off the 1999 James Bond film, The World is World is Not Enough. But that confuses me because they had made a game based off The World is Not Enough. They it was on the N sixty four and it was on it was on the PlayStation. So, so why would they do it again? So so that's why I wasn't sure to believe it. But several sources strongly insist that. So I guess I got to take the reward for it, right? So anyway, so Age of Under Fire and Nightfire, both much different. Age Under Fire was developed and pu- published by Electronic Arts. Nightfire was actually developed by Eurocom, well, Nightfire uh, for the, on the GameCube, the PlayStation 2, the Xbox, and the Windows, it was actually developed by Eurocom. And as we know, Eurocom, a former British video game developer that was founded in nineteen eighty eight in nineteen eighty eight, and I believe it it was gone in uh, on December 6, twenty twelve. It, it was officially uh, it, it was listed li- listed as defunct due to bankruptcy. So, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you know, so basically they were both published by uh, Electronic Arts, but. Like I just said, Nightfire was published by Electronic Arts, but it was de- with the developer it was Eurocom. Although, a company known as Gearbox Software, which is an American video game development company that's actually based in Frisco, Texas, not far from where I live. I actually did not know that. They actually developed a version for Windows, so it's really interesting. But the publisher is EA Games. Yeah. You no, know, Electronic Arts, but, you know, it, it, it's EA Games, but, you know, EA is Electronic Arts. So, you wouldn't say EA Games, Electronic Arts. Electronic Arts is the main publisher, so... Because, <laughs> as you know, EA EA Games... Huh, no, that's Electronic Arts. Huh, headquartered in Redwood City, California. So, anyway... I have to try to... like that. So, Agent Under Fire. In my opinion... Not the best James Bond game. Well, I should say it like this. Even though critics say... Even, even though the critics for it were basically average. Although some people... Although I, I believe in one cat, in one one time it was voted uh, the most disappointing game. You know, I have it in my notes somewhere. Uh, I kind of uh, have everything mixed up You know, on my computer. I have all my notes t- typed out. But, uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. According to this, um, I think GameSpot... At one point, uh, basically had it as the runner-up of the most disappointing game. So I mean, based on all the research, I mean, some some of the some of the critics gave it good results. Others, you know, gave them average results. Game Game Informer gave it a nine nine point twenty-five out of ten. Let's see. I mean, according to All Game. It got three. It got looks to be like three and a half stars out of five. Another one has it at five out of ten. Yeah. So basically, these results. A couple of them are very good. Some of them go back to average. So overall, based on all this, Agent Under Fire, results is just simply average. Uh. You know, go through. You know, all the research. You know, it was pretty difficult because you know I. You know. The game came out such you know it's been such a long time since the game came out, you know all these sources you know it's old stuff. I mean th- these are notes you know you know and stories you know dating back from like when the game came out like this this goes back to like two thousand one two thousand two, you know when I was eight nine years old. So, <clears throat> but the, the the problem with with Agent Under Fire, you know. One of the first things I, I, I always remember about it was that the likeness of James Bond was not Pierce Brosnan. I mean, it, the likeness did look a little bit like it, but it was not Pierce Brosnan. And the voice was certainly not Pierce Brosnan's voice. Which, and I really have to say this now, in, in 007 Nightfire, Pierce Brosnan's likeness is used in the game, but James Bond is not voiced by Pierce Brosnan. And I found that to be very, very, very weird. So James, so Pierce Brosnan's likeness is used, but not his voice. I really wonder how that came to be. I really do. I tried. I, I tried looking it up, but couldn't. I, 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 but I couldn't find a, a reason. Really, I'm still, you know, still trying to see. You know, I have my computer like that, but I'm not sure. I mean, I, I really wonder why Pierce Brosnan didn't voice it. <laughs> Let's not forget, you know, Pierce Brosnan came back and voiced... Uh, voiced he's voiced 007 in Everything or Nothing and has likeness uh, used as well, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm really wondering why that, that it came to be that way, so... You know, speaking of Nightfire, you know, what's interesting... When it came out in November of 2002, it actually came out the same time that Pierce Brosnan's final James Bond film came out, Die Another Day, so... Found that to be interesting, so you know the the movie comes out, the video game comes out, it's it's very exciting, isn't it? You know, seeing Dying of the Day when I was in fourth grade, man. It was amazing. It was fun. So back to a little bit of Agent Under Fire. You know, I believe Agent Under Fire was actually the very first James Bond game to be made that is unrelated to any of the Bond films. You know, and as a kid, that actually broke my heart a bit. They make the game, but they can't, you know, there's no movie. Because I was actually hoping that there would, be a, there would be a movie of Agent Under Fire. And I was actually hoping there would be a movie based off Nightfire. Because I told myself, huh, they make two games, but these games are not based off any film. Now, quite frankly, it, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. It's heartbreaking for me... Because I'm a lifelong James Bond fan... So I, I, I would... I, I guess I would have loved... If they made a film... Age of Under Fire... Nightfire... But they didn't... They made games... You know... But never made a film... But you know what... It's it's cool... I can still have fun... But... Yeah... You know... That's what I know, So I, I, I might be wrong... But it, I really believe that... Age of Under Fire... Is the first James Bond game... To be made... That... Is not... Related to... Is, is that, that... That... That is unrelated to any of the films... But the the story, like, the storyline of, of Agent Under Fire, as well as Nightfire, those are things you would certainly see in a James Bond film. Like, the way the story plots are made, I mean, it's, it's, it's very James Bond-like environment and material, if that makes any sense. Like, it's, it's really in the world of James Bond. Like, if I remember correctly, Agent Under Fire, it's, it's been such a long time that I've played I, I remember some of the missions, but... If I remember the plot of Agent Under Fire, it involves something about cloning nine world leaders. You know, what's interesting about Agent Under Fire is that the main villain of that game is not a man; it's a woman. It's a woman named Adrian Malprave. She's a businesswoman, I believe. And I believe there's a the there's the the these the secondhand antagonist is a dude named Nigel Block. And, you know, in one of the missions you we supposedly kill him, but then you find out that, that it was just a clone. I mean, uh, cloning has is a huge part of the of Agent Under Fire. So, I mean, that's one of the few things I remember about it very well. So, you know, Agent Under Fire, you know, wh- while the story is great, in my opinion, the, gra- the graphics, okay, the graphics are not bad at all. The graphics are actually fine. The gadgets you use in the game are fine. The weapons are pretty cool. But one of the f- biggest problems was, <coughs> excuse me, was apparently, you know, I noticed that like when he would shoot the gun, the bullets would fly to the side. They would not go straight. Like the bullets would go to the side and, you know, and and, def- and, and you know, when he would shoot at the enemies, it was, killing them was a pretty difficult task. Like, it, it would take like half the clip to get, re- to, to beat them. I mean, that was one of the biggest slip ups of that game I mean if everybody remembers that game very well like you'll you'll notice that when he would shoot a gun the bullets would just kind of go all over all over directions it it wouldn't just go straight maybe that's just me something I've noticed maybe it's just me or maybe it's just something I'm just I'm missing I, I don't know but overall Agent Under Fire I liked it it was one of the first games I had for the original Xbox you know when my dad got me an Xbox as a birthday gift, and, you know, obviously because I got good grades, you know, because I, imp- I heavily improved my grades. You know, when I was in fourth grade, it was my first time being in an American school, and, the fir- you know, of course, you know, there's the four ni- the, the four sets of the nine weeks, and the- after the first nine weeks, my grades were horrible, and then, you know, and then, and then, and then after the second nine weeks, my grades heavily improved big time. I, w- I went from, like, horrible grades to uh, going back to being respectable, so, you know... You know, it was my first time in American school. I was going through counseling, you know. I had recently been diagnosed with um, with ADD. So, yeah, so I was going through a lot of life-changing things like that. And, you know, going through counseling, you know, getting that help that I didn't get from a previous school, which I really don't want to talk about. You know, I, I was going through some changes in lives, And, you know, one of the things, you know, my parents were taught that, you know, when I get good grades, you know, when, when, I, when I'm promised, you know, Presents or, you know, rewards, you know, for having good grades, you know, that was a way to motivate me because, you know, I was that kind of child, you know, I did have a bit of behavioral problems, I won't lie, I was, I was a very difficult child to deal with, but, you know, when I was, you know, was learning, having fun, having good grades, I was, you know, it would change me, you know, and then I would get, I would be promised rewards, you know, if I did well, I would, I would be, you know, rewarded for it, so, you know, it's motivation, so, so one of the things is, you know, I got so many good grades, like that, my dad was so proud of me, you know, he got me the Xbox, and, you know, one of the games he got me was Agent Under Fire, because, you know, it was a new James Bond film, because I, because my dad told me, he asked the GameStop dude, uh, if they had any new James Bond films, James Bond games, and that's what the guy said, and the GameStop salesman did, so, and that's how, I, that, that's how I got Agent Under Fire, but, anyway, sorry, I'm, g- I'm getting carried away, I'm really, uh, doing all this but you know i'll tell you which one i think is better at the end but i'm kind of just giving my experiences i'm gonna try to wrap it up with agent under fire before i get to night fire but <clears throat> so agent under fire was just like you no know, not like the n64 not like golden or the world's not enough but the story i found the story to be really interesting the missions were pretty i mean some of them were easy some of them were more challenging but the ones but these missions were unique like the first mission when you're on that island on, on that base on the Hong Kong harbor and then the second mission you're, you're kind of racing through the streets of Hong Kong being pursued by bad guys you know I remember an agent under fire and she's also a night fire there's a CIA agent named Zoe Nightshade um if I remember correctly the first mission of Agent Under Fire you have to uh, rescue Agent Nightshade from a building uh, from, a cor- from a from a corporation company you have to rescue her and like that and and I think also in the mission you retrieve a suitcase with uh, nine with nine like samples of blood in it from different world leaders, you know, you used to make the clones and everything. So, yeah, the mission I remember the most about Nightfire is those two missions of the U.S. embassy in Romania. The first one was was a stealth mi- stealth mission where you find a diplomat that was that was dead. Yeah, you know, a lot of things you uncover. Then yeah, and I remember the oh. Yeah, really, really try to remember the, the mission where you're on that oil rig and then, and then you go down, uh, down under the ocean. There's, there's like a base, like like a facility under the ocean, where you chase uh, N- Nigel Block, but then you, you supposedly kill him. But it turns out to be later, you find out that it was his clone. You actually kill the real Nigel Block, you know, on the second to last mission, I believe, or at least, or, or maybe it was the final mission. I don't remember. Like I said, it's been forever. But but as I wrap up, uh, Asia under fire. For the most part, multiplayer was was pretty interesting. A, a little similar to Golden GoldenEye, well, kind of the same thing, but you know, not not as good as the Golden GoldenEye multiplayer concept. But Agent Under Fire, um, aside from the shooting abilities and things like that, maybe it was just me, but Agent Under Fire really, uh, I didn't really have you know very uh, major problems with it. You know, I would play it again if I had the chance. So. So, last thing I have to say about Agent Under Fire is, you know, the game was not bad, but not the best. In my case, it was okay. Just okay. So, ladies and that's Agent Under Fire. And before we get to Nightfire, I'd like to pl- take a very, very quick break. Please do not go anywhere. Rage Quit will be right back.
0: This is the
1: story of The One. And, ladies and gentlemen, Rage Quit is back. I am the Bear of Texas, and this and this is episode is James Bond 007 Agent Under Fire versus Nightfire. Nightfire. Well, as soon as I was done with Agent Under Fire, obviously I wanted to get to work on Nightfire. Because, believe it or not, I thought that Nightfire was actually a sequel to Was It was a sequel to Agent Under Fire. Some might say it was, but. I'm not too sure if it ever was, because I don't remember anything in Nightfire... I don't remember any part of Nightfire being mentioned... Any part of Agent Under Fire being mentioned in Nightfire, I should say. Although, um... Although Zoe Nightshade is in Nightfire, too. No, I should have mentioned in, uh... Excuse me. In Agent Under Fire, Q... The equipment officer is actually not there, but you do meet, uh... Q's uh, assistant, who's known as R. So... Uh, that would be cool, and of course the BMW Z8 and Agent Under Fire. I mean, I, I knew there was some things that I, that I that I had missed. So, anyway, but Night Nightfire was see the mul- the multi the multiplayer. Now, now the, that's where the multiplayer really got interesting because I remember in the multiplayer of um, Nightfire was you know the characters, the locations that really took you through the entire James Bond franchise, like. One of the locations for, for uh, the multiplayer was Fort Knox. That's from Goldfinger. Atlantis. That's the spy who loved me. You can play as Jaws. You can play as Max Zorin. You can play as Goldfinger. You can play as Renard. You can play as all the James Bond villains. All the allies. You can play as James Bond himself. You know. you know, They really made multiplayer the multiplayer uh, concept great again, didn't they? <laughs> Big time. So anyway. <coughs> Excuse me. So, when I uh, got to Nightfire, you know, uh, I I don't remember exactly the, the, the controls from my understanding. The controls, I don't remember them very being different, you know. But I remember, like, uh, you know, I remember in Nightfire, there's actually a mission. Well, there's a. I know there's, there are Easter eggs all over, but the, the one Easter egg that I remember off the top of my head was that mission where you, the, the submarine mission where you're in, you're in the Aston Martin V12 Vanquish and it can turn into a submarine. I mean, that was probably a. Uh, you know, that's obviously... That, there's an easter egg right there because, you know, that that's the easter egg from the movie The Spy Who Loved Me when James Bond's Lotus can turn into a submarine, so... There's that mission in Nightfire when, um, you know, in the submarine, and, and, you know, in that mission, there's a, uh, a, sh- a a sunken ship. And if you look at the ship, uh, the name of the ship, it, it says Malprave Industries. And again, Malprave Industries, you know, Adrian Malprave, she's the villain from Agent Under Fire. So then, there's an the Easter egg. You see a ship from her from her company. You know, a sunken ship there. So, and of course, in, in Nightfire, the villain in Nightfire is a is a Raphael Drake, and he in his business is called uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. I think I don't know if it's called Phoenix Industries. Or, I mean, I know it's called Phoenix, but I don't know what the <coughs> excuse me. I just can't stop coughing. Is what they call what he calls that. Aside from that, so. I'm trying to actually see if I can have it, if, if it's in any of my notes, but I don't see it. But I do remember it's called Phoenix, but uh, other than that, I, I really don't remember. Oh, well, that's a shame. Hmm. Anyway, but at least I got the Phoenix part right. Huh. But <clears throat> Phoenix International, there we go. It's Phoenix International. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So, anyway... If I remember correctly, like when Nightfire starts, you know the first mission is you know it's it's in Paris. You're in a chopper, and you're like yep you, you have to protect a French agent, that's pursuing a, a group of, a group of terrorists who uh, stole a nuclear weapon, and and, and of course you you got to help the agent prevent those terrorists from detonating the weapon. It's actually on Paris on New Year's Day, so of course you know they got to make it that special. But anyway, that was the first mission. So you know. And, you know, Nightfire only had 12 missions, and I'll be honest, you know, double seven Nightfire was such an easy game that, it, you know, it, it, it didn't even take me a day to beat it, <laughs> which was sad, which was sad, too, because I I, I beat it and got it, got it done, so, like that, you know, and I was sad, too, because I love Nightfire, I, I was hoping the game would be longer than 12 missions, but... It's not like each mission is is extremely short. I mean the the, the missions are decently length, a decent challenge. So, so I I have to get that. And you know, I noticed you know, in the shooting, the accuracy of, of the of the guns and everything, it's not like each under fire it, it's better. That's been one of the biggest improvements, so you know, in the game, you know, I remember, you know, you you have the the original you know Walther PPK, you know the James Bond, you know the original James Bond gun. Uh, the the shooting in Nightfire was a whole lot a whole lot better than an Agent Under Fire. I mean, all the use of the gadgets and things like that. You know, you, you know, in um an Agent Under Fire, you never had the laser watch. You had a late, you had a laser laser remote, but not never a laser watch. And that was the same thing with the stun, with the uh, hook and things like that. Like, it, it was all like a remote. It was never from the watch, so Nightfire brought back the wa- the use of the gadgets on-, on the watch. I mean, that's James Bond, right? Using the gadgets from the watch. The watch is the big is probably the biggest gadget aside from the car. So, yeah. So, so Nightfire really kind of brought up some tr- some traditional James Bond stuff, and and, qu- and quite frankly, that's what we James Bond fans would love to see. So, but you know, out of Nightfire, out of everything, it's. The story was really good. The plot was really good, and, you know, I have no complaints about it. It made perfect sense. The bad guy was a pretty unique guy, and, you know, the way when you defeat him, you know, the the final mission of the game taking place in space. As far as the plot goes, it's hard to really kind of explain what the plot is. I just remember that at the beginning of the game, you know, after the first mission... The opening cutscene of the, of the second mission. There's a cutscene where you're being, where J- James Bond. You know, as as always, when he, when he's assigned a new mission, he's being briefed by M, and I think she mentioned something about a a missile guidance chips being stolen. Uh, it, it was like stolen, you know, from a from a space defense, you know, military company that's owned by the, by the United States. And I think you know MI6 believes that the, the, the theft was committed by Phoenix International, which is the company owned by the by the bad guy, by the main antagonist of Nightfire, which would be Rapha, Raphael Drake, as I said. So so it's kind of like that. So you know, so so of course you know it has to do with you know sp- something with space, and you know the the fact that the final part of the game takes place in space. So they kind of put in a little bit of Moonraker in it, and they also put a little bit of uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. So they put a really little bit of the James Bond, uh, of the films, you know, a little bit of Nightfire, so, so again, you know, that mission, you know, when you're, like, you know, going around, you know, in the car, in the submarine, you know, that's the SMR, and so, that, that's based off, you know, that's from Spy Who Loved Me, and the final mission being in space, you know, that's like Moonraker, so, yeah, they, they, they really, like, you know, they, they really try to put some more of the James Bond films into this game, and, adding some Easter eggs within its own in some ways, and and, and they did that. They really did, so. You know, um, kind of like, uh, sorry, I kind of briefly lost my uh, train of thought. It's actually laying an item, actually. Pretty freaking exhausted, but, you know, I gotta do this, because, you know, I this this has been in the plan for, you know, for several days, and, You know, things kept coming up, so I gotta do this before anything else comes up. I gotta gotta, gotta get this done, because I promised the fans that this would be done, because, you know, Age Under Fire and Nightfire was actually recommended by one of my loyal listeners. So, anyway, try to kind of speed it up a little bit. So, Nightfire, um, the second mission, you're in uh, Drake's Castle in Austria. You're infiltrating, you you steal the guidance chips, and then, you, you know, that's what the mission really takes place. And then eventually, you know, you make yourself to Tokyo, like that. And eventually make, you know, then you know, like that. You're really on a journey. There's that mission, that mission on the island as well. It's called Island Infiltration. You know, basically, like, I remember there's that mission in Nightfire. You know, the mission called the Night Shift. You know, when you're the, the Phoenix International Building in Tokyo... You know, when you're, like, you know, sneaking around and trying to, you know, like that. And there's, like, all these security guys. You gotta knock them out or get past them. It's it's really interesting. So, yeah, there's a couple of stealth missions. You know, there's, like, you know, car missions and things like that. And, you know, again, you know, the car when you're in the submarine. God, that, that, that submarine level is... God, I hated it. I hated it big time. That submarine level was such a pain in the butt. Because that submarine level, you know, you're near Drake's Island, and there's all these, you know, patrols with submarines, and there's all these mines. So of course, a, a, a James Bond villain that has an island, who's super rich, super connected, of course, he's gonna have all these patrols, all these traps around the island to keep people away, to keep away, you know, like that, you know. So not, nobody interferes in his plans. You know that, that's what a James Bond fan, that's what a James Bond villain does, right? So anyway. So that mission. So when when you get past that, you know you, you get the Drake's Landing, you infiltrate it, and eventually you get to the, there's, there's a the base, and you kind of go through, and then eventually make your way through the space shuttle. So, so I really believe that Nightfire around the end of it. The end of it is is, is much similar to Moonraker. No, for the for the most part, um, the missions before that, I'm not too sure. I'm not, I'm not really too sure. Can't compare those to any, any other films, but. You know. Nightfire just really. You know, it, it, it's really hard to spot, you know, m- most of the bigger the bigger differences, but, you know. Again, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that, you know, Pierce Brosnan's likeness is used, but his voice is not in it. He's, he didn't voice the James Bond, so. It, it was, uh. Definitely a surprise. So, you know, and I found it funny, like, you and I found it interesting that, you know, after the, uh, the missions, you know, in Austria, you know, there's that castle mission, then you go on a mission, you know, on a snow, on a snowmobile machine, you're being pursued by bad guys, you know, that mission was, was pretty fun. And then you get, you know, the missions in Japan, and then, you the night shift, you know, which is the Phoenix building. And then you get... Then you the mission on that abandoned... On the abandoned plant where... Um, you can actually snipe a bunch of bad guys. It, it, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. So... Anyway... So Nightfire really like... It was was really a major improvement for Agent Under Fire. So... For Nightfire... So for Nightfire, I I really give I really give that one you know, I, I I really expect that one you know well I shouldn't say expect, I really declare that one to be a major improvement from Agent Under Fire. So that 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 really brings me to uh, the question. So in my opinion, which out of the two is better? And quite frankly, it's Nightfire. Now Nightfire. You know, even though it was only twelve missions out, Agent Under Fire. I, I don't remember exactly how many missions are there, but I know that was it was around there. But you know, while I love Nightfire, I think the both games have incredible stories. They have very fun missions. You know, you see a lot of new things. I mean, again, you you see a female James Bond villain in, in Agent Under Fire, <laughs> and then in Nightfire, you you're kind of brought back to, to like kind of feel like you're the, like in some of the films. Like again, like. The final part of Nightfire is like is like Moonraker. so. And as far as you know, Agent Under Fire goes, I don't remember any of those parts. You know, being based off any parts that make you feel like it's based off of the film. Again, it's been so long since I played either of them. It. It, it it's difficult to remember, but although, I, although I do obviously remember Nightfire even more. But and at the end, I have to go with Double Seven Nightfire as a better one because quite simply put, I enjoyed that one more, and, you know, again, I enjoyed the stories, you know, the, the multiplayer was even better, and, like I said, Night, Nightfire, in my opinion, I would say that it went as far to make up from some of the mistakes that was made in making Agent Under Fire, like, they wanted Nightfire, they wanted it to work to the, to the best, for the best interest, and, quite frankly, it did, and, you know, and much like Agent Under Fire... The The review the reviews, uh... Were about average as well. So... Yeah, but you know... Although the the, the sales actually looked, were, were pretty good. You know... Because in 2003... Over 5 million copies of Nightfire were sold. And that's for all the platforms, so... So the sales actually did better than Agent Under Fire. And as far as Agent Under Fire goes... Uh... I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly how many copies were sold. Um, one of them, you know, according to my notes, that uh, uh, that by by 2006, you know, the the PlayStation Two version of Age Under Fire, you know, 1.5 million copies were sold and 58 million dollars of revenue was made. So, and I guess that's not. I mean, I'm not sure that's good or bad. I mean, 58 million dollars in my case is great, but with these major companies, you know, it's not. It, it could be bad or it could be good or bad, but we don't know. But but you know, last thing I want to say is that Nightfire, they wanted to they wanted to make up for some of the mistakes from Agent Under Fire. They wanted to make Nightfire even better. They really wanted to, um, you know, they they wanted to give those James Bond fans and the and, and the first person shooter games and the like that they wanted to give them something to be to have fun. And in my opinion, I think they did a decent job. So that's all I can say. Ladies and gentlemen. Rage Quit is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.